TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three, you bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Modelo. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame. Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Medella, the Markable Fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. The premier baseball show in Chicago. Hit and run with Matt Spiegel. Well, and that's the issue, right? Dansby, and it's not really an issue. It just that lets you know that you're scuffling a little. He got a hanging breaking ball, good pitch to hit. What do you do? You hit it right on the button. You hook it foul, right? You're just out in front just a little bit. That was a good sign that he was right on time. Swanson swings. He did not miss this one. Deep left center field. Goodbye. A three-run home run for Dansby Swanson. Four to one, Cubs over the Blue Jays here in the fourth. That's the way to break out of a slump for Swanson. Home run number 18. The pitch, Burrell swings, lines one, fair ball, down the left field line, it'll one hop off the wall. Bellinger's gonna score, Cubs take the lead, Morell races to second, slides in safely. RBI double, Christopher Morell. It's five to four, Cubs over the Blue Jays here in the ninth. Now he drilled into deep right center. And Yoram Moncada has out of another for the White Sox to make it 2-0. Hold the hands in on that fastball. Moncada just his fourth home run of the season. Second and third, one away for the Brewers. 
it in the gap to tie this game. And a bullet into left center field of base hit. The Brewers will take the lead as William Contreras comes through yet again for Milwaukee. The Brewers with a three spot here at the top of the seventh. It's time for Hit and Run with your host, Matt Spiegel. Ah, uh, just in time. Little trombone, maybe a couple of bass trombones in there. I don't hear a baritone sax, but it could be blended in nicely. Good morning, everybody. It's Matt Spiegel here with you. It is Hit and Run. On 670, the score. We have a giant pile of show today that we have to pack into a compressed time slot. So we'll get right to it. Cubs and Blue Jays, the finale of a three-game set that the Cubs have already won. Ha! Um, That will start at what? 11.45 is pregame right here on the score. Is that true, Sean? I believe it's noon. Oh, my God. Well, come on, buddy. I mean, you got to know this stuff. This is your job to know. I, I'm, I'm, I'm fairly confident it's new. Oh, really? Oh, oh, really, Sean? Yes. God, starting, 75%. Starting off with a lot of tension on today's show, folks. Good luck. You look good today, man. You're not wearing your glasses. Uh, well, you know, I got the contacts in. I'm a TV guy now. I mean, come on. At 11, at 11 o'clock, we simulcast on Marquee, on Marquee Sports Network. And um, we do that for most Sundays now, which is very fun. Ryan Sweeney, who's doing pre and post today on Marquee, will join us at the top of the 11 o'clock hour. So you can be watching as well as listening and hanging out with us for that 30 minutes. If uh, you want to see what it looks like in these here studios, you can flip on Marquee at 11. Before we get there, a lot to do. Um, Our guy Chris Kamka will get us Cam Connected at 1040 with nuggets about the Cubs and the White Sox every week the only way that he can. Adbert Alzali, the closer for the Chicago Cubs, 16 saves. He has saved 12 in a row. He has one blown save on the year. He has walked one person in his last 11 outings. One person. That's a really nice thing. So Adbert's going to join us at 920. And and then at 10 o'clock, I'm really excited about this. if there's any old school score listeners here, you probably remember when Mike Murphy used to have John Dewan on the show. He would do stat of the week with John Dewan, and it was a segment and a guest well before its time, frankly. John Dewan invented Stats Inc. at his kitchen table, um, went on to start something called Baseball Info Solutions, which a lot of you probably know about, even if you don't know that Dewan invented stats and used to come on the score and do stat of the week. But Baseball Info Solutions, uh, the fielding Bible, they now give their fielding Bible awards at the end of the year. He invented defensive runs saved, so DRS. This is a statistical baseball legend. And I was having a phone conversation with him the other day. Sean, I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, that's right. You invented DRS, right? And, and, and he said, yeah. And I said, you know, it's like because we used to use other things, but none of them were, were that great. Other like quantifiable defense things like UZR. We used to use UZR. And he, yeah. said, oh, he said, yeah, you know what's funny? I invented UZR too. No way. So dude invented UZR. 
and then invented defensive like, let me runs. Make this better. <laughs> unbelievable, uh, unbelievable. So flat out legend. Really fun to talk to him this week. And John Dewan will join us at ten o'clock and do a stat of the week, perhaps. So where do we start? We start with the fact that if the season ended right now today, the Milwaukee Brewers would win the National League Central. And the Atlanta Braves would win the National League East. And the Dodgers would win the National League West. And the three wildcard teams in the National League would be the Philadelphia Phillies, the San Francisco Giants, and the Chicago Cubs. Right now, today, the Cubs are in the playoffs. They are a half game up on both Cincinnati and Miami for the third wildcard spot. Arizona, who was so good for so long, is now under 500, one game under 500, and three games back of the Cubs for the third and final wildcard playoff spot. So if Arizona is sliding back to mediocrity and removing themselves, then you're seeing the path starting to clean up and get easier. The Padres are five back of the Cubs, and then you get down to teams like Pittsburgh and the Mets and and others. But so look, the Cubs and the Reds and the Marlins are the ones fighting it out for the third and final wildcard spot. But the Brewers are the one you're trying to catch. And it's a pretty interesting moment right now because the Cubs who are red hot, they've won 19 of their last 25, 19 and six including two of three from the best team in baseball, Atlanta, here. And now at least two of three from Toronto at their place. And that is an American League playoff team with a powerful lineup. The Cubs are five games over 500 for the first time since the 21st of April. So, But what makes this an interesting moment, especially to me, is that the team you are chasing, the Milwaukee Brewers, are playing in town and playing the White Sox. And so you've got an opportunity the last two nights, and I don't know who's doing it. I don't know. If you're out there, I want to hear from you. Either the Cub fan watching the White Sox blow leads the last two nights to the Milwaukee Brewers, or the White Sox fan watching those games, knowing that a win would help the Cubs, but knowing that the win doesn't really matter in the grand scheme for the White Sox. I mean, it is a draft lottery, so it's not like you can tank anymore. But perhaps you believe that White Sox wins right now are good for establishing the culture that Pedro Grafol has brought up. But what an interesting dynamic right now with the chance to play spoiler for the Crosstown team by losing. If you lose, you're playing spoiler. That's pretty funny. So I'm sure there are some of you out there, and maybe your initials are Sean Sears, watching in the seventh inning last night when Pedro Grafal keeps rolling with Jesse Schultens. Schultens with six shutout innings against the Brewers. Then here comes the seventh, and he gives up a hit and a walk. And then a deep fly ball as both runners advance on a deep fly ball. And you're like, hey, Pedro, how about a little something? 
little something-something out of that bullpen. But Aaron Bummer wasn't available. A couple other guys weren't available. And then a whole bunch of other people have been traded away. So he lets Jesse Schultz try and work it out. Got to figure it out. Got to let these guys figure it out. Some people just want to watch the world burn, man. <laughs> man, it's amazing. And and there it was, Tyrone Taylor with the double, and then William Contreras with the single, and Milwaukee comes back and wins the game. So that's that that's entertaining to me. So, look, we'll have time to take your phone calls, especially later in the hour. So get on in at 312-644-6767. That's the phone number you call. And the score listener line is uh, powered by BetQL. Bet smarter and beat the books. Download the BetQL app today or visit the BetQL Dot com, betql.com. We are broadcasting live from the Hyundai Score Studios, brought to you by your local Hyundai dealers. Um, the Cubs, with um, some very interesting decisions that they get to make in the next few days about the starting rotation. By the way, uh, socks are jag bags, says a texter. Had leads in both games. Idiots. <laughs> oh, my God. Jag bags. Jag bags. Another texter. Oh, my gosh. Can't wait for the, for the return of John Dewan. Awesome. Yeah, right? I know. Here's another one. I am the Cubs fan watching the White Sox blow these games. It's pretty disheartening. <laughs> there, there you are. My God. Mark is in South Bend. Let's squeeze Mark in before we go to a break and talk to Adbert Alzali. Hello, Mark. Good morning. Good morning, Steve. I'm a, I'm a Sox fan, but I was hoping that the Sox could beat Milwaukee and help the Cubs, and I want the Cubs to win their division. Greg Council was given a gift before the season started. Uh, Luis Robert Jr. jamming his pinky and not being in that lineup. Thanks, Mark. Yeah. But the Brewers are good. Here's the thing about the Brewers. The Brewers have won 24 games by one run. That is amazing. 24 one-run victories on the year. This is how you end up in first place with a run differential of plus two. That's the Brewers' run differential. The Cubs are in second place with a run differential of plus 71. Cubs' run differential, by the way, is very, very high in the league. I think they're seventh in all of MLB. Let's see. Tampa at plus 146. Texas at plus 182, Atlanta plus 194, Dodgers at plus 131. That's your top four. Then you get to Houston at plus 87. Um, so that's number five. So, yes, yeah, sixth best run differential in all of MLB for the Chicago Cubs, which is pretty remarkable. But the Brewers, 24 one-run wins. How does that happen, you ask? Well, Craig Council was asked about it yesterday, and he said, well, the first thing I think of is Devin Williams. Uh, Their closer with the airbender is an absolute stud, as you know, and has 28 saves. 22 of them have come in those one-run games, in those one-run wins. So dude has come in 22 times with a one-run lead and turned it into a save. He has the second-highest strikeout rate among all National League relievers, the person in first is his former teammate Josh Hader out there in San Diego. So that's part of what the Brewers are doing. But my goodness, 
the Cubs have been incredibly fun to watch. There's a lot of really good things going on. There's Justin Steele with a 2.79 ERA and 22 starts. There's Jamison Tyone, who after 14 starts had an ERA of 6.93. And in his last six outings, Tyone has thrown more than 37 innings with a 2.17 ERA. Jamison Tyone has found it. And how about Javier Assad the other night? He now has a 1.09 ERA over his last 11 appearances. That's nine relief outings, two starts. Opponents are hitting 18 for 111 in that span for Javier Assad. He has, he has been terrific. And obviously the seven innings the other night was powerful, impactful, exciting. So that's three with Steele and Tyone and Assad right now. Kyle Hendricks, bad one two starts ago against Atlanta. Real good one, I thought. Five innings, bounce back against the Mets. The two-run homer to Alonzo, the only blemish. And oh, by the way, looks like Marcus Stroman will come back as soon as he is eligible off the injured list. So decisions coming because of the off days, because of Stroman's return, and we'll talk about that along the way during the course of the show. It's Matt Spiegel here with you on Hit and Run. And it's been a lot of fun to watch the Cubs in relevant August baseball. And here's hoping we get relevant September baseball and maybe October and beyond. Because I know that there was a football game on Saturday. And I know that a lot of my time during the week is going to be taken up by talking football. Doesn't it suck, man? No, not really. The Bears game was pretty fun yesterday. Bears are fun. That's the thing. Bears are fun. Bears are interesting. And I think they're going to be pretty good. So it it doesn't suck. We're just, we'll we'll have to, you know, our lives, we can all live together in harmony. We can coexist. In peace. We can coexist. That's exactly right. But Sunday mornings, we don't have to. It's 670 The Score. It's hit and run. Adbert Alzali, closer for the Cubs, joins us next on The Score. We're back with more Hit and Run. Are you crying? Are you crying? There's no crying. There's no crying in baseball. There's no crying in baseball. On 670, the score. No crying. As soon as we took the lead, I kind of had a feeling that Albert was coming in. I knew the door was going to get shut. Um, yeah, I mean, the kind of season he's having, the kind of human being he is, it's awesome to see. That's Justin Steele talking about his friend, Adbert Alzali. <clears throat> Steele and Alzali and Keegan Thompson spent a lot of time in the minor leagues together. Then all have spent time in the big leagues together. Keegan Thompson, by the way, pitched well again last night in relief. couple innings. I think it was what, two innings, maybe even two and a third for Keegan Thompson. That's right, two and a third. Yeah, getting back in the flow as a bulk reliever is Keegan Thompson, and the results have been better. And Alex Cohen, who we talked to last week on this show, the voice of the Iowa Cubs, was tweeting about it and said that his outings have started to look much, much better. Cubs are going to need somebody to augment that bullpen. There's another arm that's needed, and I'm not sure if it is going to be a lefty that would feel the most obvious uh, clearly. But 
there are going to be options, whether it's a converted starter or, you know, one of these relievers. Maybe it's Keegan with another go-round after getting it together in the minors, being such an important part of things last year and in the early part of the year before it got bad. So there'll be somebody else that, that comes in there. I always... I always think of uh, the former starting pitchers who made their first appearance down the stretch for a team as a reliever and then converted to a career of starting, be it David Price or, you know, Adam Wainwright, who was a reliever at the very beginning for the Cardinals, helping them to a World Series. So you can do it a lot of different ways. These days, the closer for the Cubs is incredibly fun. And when he comes out, you hear this. Out number one, big out number one, and the pitch. Strike three, call. Fastball got him looking out number two, and the 0-2 pitch. Strike three, call. The Cubs win the ball game. What a job by Alzelay. Adbert Alzelay striking out the side against the Chicago White Sox, and he joins us right now on the score hotline. Powered by IBEW Local 9, Chicago's original powerhouse since 1892. Adbert, good morning. Welcome to the show. How are you? Good morning, guys. I'm uh, doing good. Doing good. Yeah, you're good. Um, so the music gets you going. Hopefully you're dancing or, you know, loosening up the arm as you hear it right now, sir. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love the music. The music always gets me going. A new song every year. So is that is that is that still going to be what you do, or if this one works out and all year, might it come back next uh, year? Yeah, I think this one is really working out pretty good. And then my last outing, I really feel I noticed a lot of people start clapping when the song was was going on. So I think we might stick uh, stick with the same with the same vocal song next year. We'll oh, see. Yeah, yeah, we'll see, we'll see. Um, Adbert Ozilai, the vibes are so good. When you come in and when you close, um, what are your emotions like in this role as the closer? Because I can tell you that that the fans absolutely love watching you come in and enjoy it uh, the way that you do. Man, I love it, man. I, I, I just I just really enjoy and I love being in those in those big moments. I feel like those, those are the kind of moments that that drive me and, and, and like I can I can just get the best. I don't mean when when the game is by one wrong or by two wrongs. I feel like my levels of focus just you just just goes to the roof. Um, it's just I just feel that my staff gets get, gets more electric when the game is on the line. We have seen you in so many roles as a starter, as a bulk reliever, like a long reliever, as a as a late inning reliever, and now this. Had you ever thought about closing? Because it seems it seems like such a great fit. Had you thought about it along the way? Uh, yeah, last year when uh, when we got the conversation, I'm like we decided to that um, I was about to be a, a full time reliever. Uh, to be honest, in the back of my mind, that was the ultimate goal that I had. I'm like, okay, if I'm gonna give up uh, a starting pitcher, I wanna be, I'm gonna try and gain the that position as a closer or, or, or even being the guy throwing the eighth inning. I feel like those two innings are, are 
the six most most important out of the game at that moment. So I just I just wanted to to be in in any of those positions. Yeah, and and, and somebody whoever comes in to do that job has to be somebody who loves it. You got to thrive on it and have your focus increased the way you're talking about. Not everybody is built like that, right? Yeah, yeah. It, it takes it takes a lot of mentally uh, for you to to be in a good position and knowing the situation, knowing the pressure, knowing who is hitting. So like, it, it takes a lot of a lot of like mental toughness. I feel that that's why I really like it because I'm I'm able to to mentally to block everything that is going on around me. And then just focus on, on the target where I have to throw the ball. So I feel that's why I, I love those big moments because I through through the years, I'm being in different roles. I have learned how to like con- control my emotions and, and, and when let it go. So that's why I really love the role that I am right now. You know, I, I, talking to Albert Azula here on the score. Um, yeah, there was the other night. Uh... It, when when you I think it was against the Mets um, and, and when you got the ground ball to uh, to set up the double play to get out of the game and you turned around to throw it to Dansby who was coming there to cover second base there was a moment there where I was like oh my God Adbert has so much so many emotions he's so fired up is he going to throw this too fast or anything but you 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 kept yourself under control and made a good throw like is it hard in those moments to keep your emotions under control when you realize oh I think I might be about to get out of it if I make a good throw here uh, it's, it, it, it is hard if we as a player as a players make it hard because I just feel like if you anticipate the play in your head first before hopping like for me like when I have men on first I know I'm looking for a ground ball, and, and I might already know before the the, the, the play is, is due. Like, okay, if, if the ball is coming to me, I just got to uh, keep my, my my composure and then just execute a throw to, to the base. That's it. That's all you got to do. So whenever we, we, we try to get too excited or try to do too much, that's when we start uh, throwing the ball uh, to the outfielder or making a bad throw in general to the bases, you know? So... And then before the pitch, like um, I had communication with Dasby. He he let me know that that he was back there and, and he was covering the base. Is if the ground ball was hit to me, um, and it worked like that. As soon as like I catch the ball, like he made me a sign, like just kind of letting me know that okay, let me get to the base, and now you can you can fire the throw. He 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 made me a sign, like knowing that the runner that was going from home to first base was was his low, and we got time to make the play. Man, I I love watching that guy play shortstop, and just you can tell from his vibe and like his level of calm and execution. That is a that is a dude who knows like he's got great baseball instincts. Do you do you guys all feed off that a little bit? I mean, the whole defense has been good, but he he's pretty special, isn't he? Uh, yeah, he's he's just a great ball player overall. This guy is is engaged with every play that is going on, even who is warming up on the bullpen, like how many pitches the started have at that point, like where to be positioning. Like this guy is, is is on everything. Like he's always talking to everyone. That's that's what I love about him. That he's always connected to the game, no matter what. And he's just a hell of a uh, teammate as well. I I love number seven. Um, <laughs> in the bullpen, we we gotta. We gotta say that anytime we get in there and there is men on, on first, so like 
we need a, a Gamboa, whatever we just said, hit it to the shortstop. <laughs> yeah, exactly, because you know you know exactly how it's how it's gonna go. Albert Azalai yep. is here with you. Who are um when you're in the bullpen and you're you're spending a lot of time. A lot of time out there, Adbert. Ad, who who do you joke around with? Who who do you like to talk to and hang around with in the bullpen? Uh, I, m- most of the time, I'm I'm I'm, I'm joking around with uh, Mark Leiter Jr. Um, and Jonathan Mora, which is a, a bullpen catcher. Uh, I love those two guys. Uh, um, they they keep me relaxing in the bullpen. You know, no matter what the situation is. That's awesome. Uh, Lighter, you know, that's a baseball lifer. His dad was a player. His uncle was a player. You know, he's just, he's been around it his whole life. How does he get lefties out as a righty? How, how does he do that so well? I mean, he, he has an interesting pitch mix, and I feel that uh, he's a splitter after he gets ahead in the count, he's unhittable. So that's the way he's has done his whole life. I feel like hitters are so, like, afraid of that pitch and they have that pitch always in the back of their mind that now that he has more pitch ability like he's not always throwing that that pitch all the time so that really like play with the hitter's mind and i feel that when they're not expecting that pitch and then he throws it that's when he gets a lot of swing and misses. man I i love the way you're thinking about the game and expressing it about the game and so are the listeners who are who are getting in here the uh the Cubs fans are enjoying you. It seems like you're enjoying them too on Twitter, Adbert. You're like you're you're out there and involving yourself, um, enjoying this moment and this experience with the fans. Oh yeah, I'm. I'm I mean, I I always have to say like we have this job and, and we able to perform us at this level because the fans. I'm I'm like playing in a in a field this big without fans. It it have no meaning for me. So uh, and I feel those things like. When they get up, that that energy like that really gets me, and I feel I feel that intensity, and and that's what makes me like even better. I believe I feel like when I feel the whole crowd just just going, it just it just gets me going. You know, when Pat Hughes, the broadcaster, went into the Hall of Fame, he said that he thinks the crowd at Wrigley is worth like five wins a year. Uh, just because the 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 energy in the place, and I I mean it, it's crazy to to think of it that way, but it feels. Do you feel that energy when the crowd is vibing and you're vibing and the game is 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 about to end and like, like there's there's a connection that goes on. It's pretty special. I mean, absolutely. Like even even when you're not playing and you just hear the crowd is going crazy a girly feel when one of the guys is stepping into the box and it's a big inning and you feel that you get the chills you're sitting down because it, it gets so electric like it goes for like zero to a hundred real quick that it's just it, it feels it feels amazing man like it's something it's hard to describe because like you gotta be in that moment and like you gotta feel that so but i love it that that's one of my favorite things about about really feel you just how electric the crowd is. So, uh, I mean, Adbert, it's uh, it's been pretty entertaining to see these nicknames that you have for most of your fellow pitchers. So let me see, let me see what we got here. What we got here so far. Um, Justin Steele, is it Mississippi fastball or is, or is there another one? What what do we got? For no, it's, it's, it's definitely Mississippi fastball. Okay, all right. Um, I saw this the other the other time. You called uh, Quas Jose Quas the submarine boy. Yeah, he's the submarine boy. This guy is just—he's just throwing underwater. So <laughs> it's just a whole different view from the bullpen. So 
He loves it, so that's that's his name. <laughs> he, he, he likes submarine boy. He, he, he likes it. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah. Um, it, it, who else? Like, I mean, what what do you call lighter? Do you have what's something for him yet? Uh, the splitty guy. That's the splitty guy. Splitty time. <laughs> <laughs> splitty time. Okay. Uh, where are we on Michael Fulmer these days? Uh, Michael Fulmer is just fun. This guy is just a, a dog, dude. This guy wants the ball every day. This guy wants to work out every day. He just he he just wants the fire every day. Um, I and I love that you you feed of the out of your teammates. When you see your teammates going the way this guy just goes about his business, it really really makes your day more easier and more enjoyable. That's awesome. All right, any any other nicknames I'm I'm forgetting, or or do you want to release them on Twitter like one at a time? I don't want to take away your moment. <laughs> no, so so far the last one we have right now is is uh, the Tijuana Sinker, which is Javier Assad. That's one of my favorites. <laughs> <laughs> the Tijuana Sinker, that dude. You know, I I, I bet you can relate to how many different things he's been asked to do even just this year he was short he was like high leverage reliever for mexico in the world baseball classic and then he tried they tried that and then he went down to the minors and he came back long reliever and then seven innings the other night he's amazing isn't he i mean it's just it's just unbelievable because he he has been under the radar like his whole career and what people don't realize is that this guy has been playing professional baseball since he was 15 years old back in Mexico. So, like, this guy before coming here playing rookie ball and, and high A and all those uh, minor league levels, like, this guy knew already how to pitch, how to compete and everything. So that's why, like, he will go 150 innings every minor league year because he knew how to pitch, he knew how to command the pitches around the song. And now that he got he got the below and, 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 and he got a better, like, you know, a, a better knowing of the game and, and how to work in the big leagues. This is what you're getting. You're getting a, a guy that have a six-pitch mix that can throw any pitch in any uh, part of the strike zone. So, and, and he wants he wants to pitch. Like this guy, I'm like, dude, you your arm. I don't I don't know I, I don't know what you have in your arm, but he, this guy, like he legit wants to pitch every day as well. Like it's impressive. It's impressive just spending five, six, seven days without pitching, then going in there throwing four innings. Then just pitching two days and then going out there and, and throwing three more innings. Like what he has done so far for us, it's been huge. Yeah. Well, so so how about you? You could get more than three outs, and sometimes you are asked to do that, do a four out, five out save. Like, do you feel it after two days in a row? Could you go three days in a row if you had to? Uh, I think I can go to the two days in a row if I have to. I feel like. I mean, I I have thrown multiple innings my whole career until this year, so it, it's it's on me. I know how to I know how to manage my stamina in those moments um, and how to keep my bill up uh, in in the same in the same range. Got you, got you. Um, all right, um, Adbert, if I went in there and I'm a right-handed power hitter, right? I mean, I got tremendous pop, really impressive pop. Um, and I'm sitting fastball. Are, are, are you going to throw me one? Or are you just going to throw me sliders, uh, you know, and, and try, to, try to get me to swing? What, what are you going to do if I'm, a, if I'm Pete Alonzo? What, what are you going to do? I mean, I, I, if you're a power hitter and I know I, I can throw a 97 max per hour sinker, I'm just going to run dice straight to your hands because for me, I just want to get the first strike because I know, I know if you let me get in there with the first strike, then you got to face my cutter, my slider, and it gets even tougher, so... 
Yes. <laughs> as, as long as I can execute my pitches the way I, I do, I, 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 can, I can attack any right-hander hitter. It doesn't matter who is on the box. The man seems like he was born for the closer role. Um, I, I don't know if you're ever going to give it up, Adbert. It seems like too good a fit. <laughs> No, we, we, we got something really good going on right here. Um, and like I said, like, uh, for me to be able to come out and close the game, the boys had a performance for eight or nine innings. So it's a lot of credit to them to, to just, you know, just allow me to, to, to get in the game um, um, and then compete with them. Yeah, well, and, and, and if you were a starter, like, it's hard to get to the ninth these days. You might never get there. So this is a way yeah. that, that you can be there for the end, right? Yeah, 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 yeah that's true. Right. <laughs> Adbert, what a pleasure, man. Thanks for talking. We'll do it again sometime. Sounds good. Thank you, guys. All right, you got it. That's Adbert Alzali. Man, he's got such a good vibe on social media, and I've talked to him a couple times in the past but it's been a long and bumpy ride for that guy. Um, you know, there are lots of different moments where you're like, ooh, Cubs might have developed one. You thought he was going to be a starter. And then you're like, well, maybe not. Um, and then you're like, ooh, maybe he's going to be a reliever. And then there were moments, uh, all, all different stuff that, that you think about with Adbert, up and down and used in different ways. And then I'm telling you, like the first time you saw him go out there as a closer, you're like, oh. Because remember, leadoff hitter, closer. The mentality, the humanity matters more than any other role that I can think of. And even if you don't want to compare it to other roles, just those two roles, it like mental toughness and desire to do it, genuine comfort and poise means everything it's kind of like it's the trump card if you end up in conversations with stat focused people who are like no these these guys are just line items just you know put them in one spot if it's better there then you put him there and then he will figure it out because he is good those kind of reductive conversations no if you're a leadoff hitter you gotta you got to be mentally strong or else it'll mess with you because you'll start taking too many pitches and then you'll think, well, that's what they want me to do. And then you'll, you get up in your own head and you get confused. And if you're a closer, those big moments, we've seen people crumble in those big moments. Adbert's like, bring it, give it to me. Give me the pressure. He said it. It raises his focus. That's what you want. That is clutch. John Dewan at the top of the hour. This is Hit and Run on 670. The score got a couple of minutes if you want to take your uh, we'll take your phone calls. If you want to hop in on the Cubs Sox confluence as discussed at the top of the show with Sox fans watching last night as the Brewers are being helped by the Sox losing or Cub fans watching the Sox last night. If you want to hop in and talk about that, we can. Or if you'd like to react to Adbert, you can do that as well. 312-644-6767 is the number here on 670 The Score. We're back with more Hit and Run. Hey, bada, 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 so we, bada. Hey, bada, 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 so we, bada, Kennedy, 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 so we, bada. On 670 The Score. Struck him out. The Brewers have won three in a row. They come from behind. To beat the White Sox tonight by a final of three to two. Devin Williams with three strikeouts to secure the victory. 
And with that loss to the Brewers, the White Sox make sure that the Cubs stay two and a half games back in the National League Central. What an odd moment in time we are in. There is a draft lottery, so it's not a full-on tank. But as James Fox um, reminds me, there the lottery sets up where you'd rather be in the bottom three, where each of the bottom three have a 16.5% chance of getting the number one overall pick. If you're fourth worst in baseball, which the White Sox are right now, then you have a 13.25% chance of getting the number one pick. But, you know, it, it's also, also it's baseball, where the first, um, the first pick is not, you know, the equivalent of Victor Wembanyama. And yet still, there they are. White Sox needing a loss, which hurts the Cubs. Ron on the south side on 6-7 of the score. Good morning. You're on Hit and Run. Hi, Ron. Hey, good morning, Speed. Um, two things. First of all, regarding White Speed, I really like the Brewers team, so I'm pulling it. had nothing to do with the Cubs. I just ignore the 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 the, the, the Cubs now. But uh, yeah, you you run. You like good teams. You like interesting teams. You like good ball players. You you like watching these Brewers. You know what? I've liked them for years because they built their team around pitching, but they just never. And and, and I, that's just I like teams. Uh, speed they really built a team around pitching and again they just always seem to fall a bad short so so that's it and then as far as the White Sox winning games I I'm, I don't care about that because I don't want them to win some games and then delude themselves into believing that this is something that they're going to correct uh, hmm. overnight it's, it's a disaster but but more importantly uh, you know I've been with the score from day one. So I'm really looking forward to your guests coming on. Uh, yeah. Uh, and I was a big, 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 uh, Murph fan. So I always enjoyed that when he came on and I was a big Murph fan for the same reason, you know, speed that I've been following you for years. So, cause y'all both love baseball like myself. So I will definitely be looking forward to that conversation. You used to always enjoy him when he came on with, with Murph. So thank you, Speed. Hey, Ron, thank you, man. Yeah, John Dewan is coming up next. He, uh, the Fielding Bible is a book that he wrote, as well as The Fielding Bible Part 2. And he still has a stat of the week. A stat of the week at sportsinfosolutions.com. And it's remarkable. Stat, Stat of the Week was born as a, as a concept, I do believe, right here on this station with the aforementioned Mike Murphy. And you can still go over there to BaseballInfoSolutions.com and see what he's doing. And it's just, it, it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty remarkable. And you, you know me. I, mean, like, I, I love the old score vibes. I love taking calls here on the Sunday morning, obviously. And I love the, uh, I love the connectivity that we share for decades and certain voices uh, and certain things will, will always kind of cement that relationship that we have. So looking forward to talking to John Dewan. This is Tim in Munster, Indiana on 670 The Score. Hello, Tim. Hey, Speaks. Your uh, producer recognized me from yesterday because I was on hold for two hours on this point 
but he said you're the guy to actually bring this uh, topic up. And, and I agree because you're not afraid of ownership. You speak your mind. And one thing that you also talk about is, you know, baseball people. And this is a cause that both uh, the south side and the north side can get behind. Uh, where I'm struggling with is the owners have antitrust, so they're different than every other business. Yeah. And I'm not an anti-owner guy, but what I am anti is I'm anti the moves. When I hear heard Milwaukee starting to hold their city hostage for improvements, they just renamed their building and got naming rights from someone else uh, after years. Take that money and put it into your park and make sure that your roof can open. That is absolutely ridiculous. What Oakland has done with their fans, the fans obviously came out to protest. They're just a single voice out there. But the next time they plan to protest, what did Oakland do? They raised the ticket prices, $49 in the upper level, $79 in the lower level, basically saying, if you want to come and protest, great. How would Washington, D.C. be perceived if you, in order to protest out there, you had to pay 50 bucks? to carry a sign uh, around the Capitol. You know what? The fact of the matter is the fans need to get behind this. When Oakland comes to town next week, I'm going to Saturday. I plan on starting the chant. No more moves or no more hostages, whatever it is. The fans around the country need to say stop. If When the Raiders move to Las Vegas, great for the fans in, in Vegas. Uh, but what would have happened in the Super Bowl that next year if the fans in every other city but the two that we're playing said we'll have our super bowl parties we're just not going to turn the game on how would the sponsors respond it and said go to the owners and say you got to stop this yeah i hear you tim um well once we've gotten to football then we've strayed away from our points here on a sunday morning but i hear you power to the people um the revolution it, it won't be televised gil scott haran taught me that but, yes, you do want to stand up and represent. It's, it's sad that it always goes this way. The Brewers aren't going anywhere. Milwaukee loves the Brewers. The Brewers want to be there. This is about a threat. It's posturing. It is a move that's, that's being made for leverage. They want a, a spending bill from the governor, and they want it to be debated publicly trying to wage it publicly and hoping to use sadly the emotional connection to baseball as a way to get government to bow down and give them what uh, what they want so they're hoping that the conversation pressures the legislators to act i don't like being used as a pawn in such things and then taking your phone calls and allowing you to talk about it Maybe my least favorite role to play in all of radio. But I understand your passion, and I'm glad that you got your thoughts in there. Me? Oh, I'd like to talk about all sorts of things. See what happened to Trey Turner this week after the weekend from last weekend? Do you see that? I mean, do you see how many home runs Matt Olson has? But I think we need to look at the leaderboard at some point during this shortened show that I thought went to 1140, but actually goes until noon. Learn something new every day. Uh, at 11 o'clock, we'll be live on Marquee. At 1040, Chris Kampka will join us. Coming up next, John Dewan from the Fielding Bible and the inventor of Stats, Inc. will join us on 670 The Score. 
Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh.